welcome back to our final episode of this season of the podcast. We, I cannot believe it's over already. And we are literally sitting in my car, <laughs> in James's car, because mm-hmm. we have an impromptu date today, thanks to his mom. And we figured we'll film while we're at it. So today's episode, this is the final episode, and it's just kind of debriefing, not the past speakers, but our personal journey through this deconstruction phase in my life, what that's been like for us as a married couple, as someone who's deconstructing me and someone who would not say he's deconstructing James. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what has that been like and how we worked through it? So we're just going to kind of share with you guys. Do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking as Tiffany was planning out the podcast, I was excited for her because this was one of the few things when uh, Eliana was young that really gave her energy. Like this is like the thing that she was excited about. So I was, I was excited for her, but you know, a lot of my exposure to folks who were just deconstructing were, you know, honestly was social media Mm -hmm. and social media is short social Mm -hmm. media. That's popular as punchy, you know, it's tries to be pointed and I, I did not, I did not identify with that. And and honestly did not like a lot of what I was hearing. Mm. Um, like it just seemed like it seemed divisive. It seemed like people who were not just really interested in like being the church and Mm. were just like, they were distant people. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I didn't have a very positive view. And so I was, I was a little concerned, you know, this is my life partner (laughs) who's like all of a sudden, like, you know, are we taking a huge off ramp here? Mm. Are we headed in a totally different life direction? And you know, I'm not really much of a catastrophist, but like, he's really not. He's like the most chill person. Yeah. The thoughts like kept coming back enough that I thought, you know, I need to talk to some of my friends about this. Mm. And like, your thoughts were like my wife, who, when I married, she was a Christian. That was really important to us both. Is she now leaving the faith? Is that what yeah, you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Like, is, is, like, leaving the faith on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. And, you know, I think that if I'd asked her, she would have said, oh, no, of course. But, like, a lot of people say that. There's a, there's a big difference between <laughs> what you say mm. and, and what you're doing. Yeah. And so it, it was helpful to just, like, to just talk to, to some, you know, friends whose perspectives I cared about mm. and just like say like, hey, you know, this is kind of what we're, what we're, what we're dealing with. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, yeah, it, it was encouraging. You know, I was talking, one of my, my best friend from college is a, is a pastor in a yeah, fairly conservative denomination. And he said, you know, honestly, you know, some of these things, like I think we mentioned hell, he's like, there, there really just isn't like a, a super significant consensus among mm. like really thoughtful mm. um, biblical thinkers. And again, I think I was a, a lot of times it's so easy to be influenced by stuff you pick up as a kid. Yeah, 100%. And, it's, and I think that so much of this, you know, now looking back at this last, I don't know, six months has this been, it's been like, wow, it's not so much that I like have started like having different beliefs. It's just, I've been more aware of like, I had this presupposition from growing up as a kid that wasn't really based in the Bible. And I'm now appreciating, yeah, we should stick to the Bible, not these like (laughs) other ideas I had that I like superimpose the Bible over. hundred percent. So, yeah. So, and I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcasts. He's listened uh, to every single one of them, which is so sweet. That's like a big commitment. Like we are all hands on deck parenting right now with mm -hmm, a baby mm -hmm. who does not sleep well, does Mm -hmm. not really nap and Mm -hmm. a three year old. So that was very, and he's working full time. So it's very, been very kind of him to listen to them. Give me feedback on them. 
Yeah. But it has, like, I think what I've, I've enjoyed hearing from Tiffany's different guests about, you know, just their own journey and mm. their perspective. And I think, you know, it's much more like a conversation that you mm. get to listen in on. Yeah. And I think hearing, you know, people be able to, like, talk about what they're what they're thinking and what they've mm. learned it's super it's much it's less much less punchy than mm. social media and like there no one has been on to try to make an a point to make a point mm. or to like even like bash someone in particular right like i think just all your guests i would have just not have invited them on so if they were like gracious. that <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing that like mm -hmm. really stood out with all these interviews is how much humility there was mm -hmm. and i remember reading in james like even as a teenager like the, the wisdom that's from above is first peaceable, willing to yield. Like it's the sense of humility. And mm -hmm. I saw that in each of my guests and I was just like, that is a fruit of the spirit. Like that mm -hmm. is like, that mm -hmm. is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and again, not thinking about anything in particular, mm -hmm. but like I didn't, I was able to come at it from a place of not saying like, oh, these people are teaching us and I need to assume that whatever mm -hmm. they say is mm -hmm. true. Yeah. You know, it's more of, hey, this is someone who's sharing their story. They're sharing what they they've learned. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to think about. And yeah. it's, I think, helpful to interact with. So for me, much more the takeaway was less, well, you know, Sheila Gregor said this, so it must be mm -hmm. true. But more like, now I'm thinking about this and I'm realizing, yeah. you know, maybe it's, I we should think about like, just like the way that we approach sex or the mm -hmm. way that we talk about sex or the mm -hmm. way that we teach about sex, that should be, that could be different it, mm -hmm. because probably my favorite part right now is something that Carlos said in the last episode oh, when he was sorry. talking about missionaries and mm -hmm. I think short-term missions. And he said, so it's not so much about like that what's, what's taught by missionaries is wrong. It's what's taken away from their presence and their visits. Mm -hmm. And that's like, especially when you're talking about people like, like us who grew up in church, you know, if we were to rewind and listen back to mm -hmm. the sermons, mm -hmm. probably what we hear now is yeah. not what we heard then. True. In other words, our takeaway as adolescents yeah. was probably not the takeaway that was intended. <laughs> or maybe it was just shared in a way that was not nuanced enough because mm. that's like I, I work I, I volunteer with the teens at our church like teenagers are not very nuanced mm. and oftentimes not super self-aware and that's just part of like normal yeah, human development that's like normal mm -hmm. and so a lot of times if you're exposed to you know stuff that isn't geared for what really where you are mm. um you know, it's you just really easy to like get have the wrong takeaway. Yeah, yeah, totally. So again, I think that like where I am right now, it's like so. I want to I want to know what people teach. I want to mm -hmm. know what they say, but I also like want to think about like what's the takeaway that people are taking away from this, or even like the impact that you wouldn't expect. Like mm -hmm. the language mm -hmm. can carry other subtleties that like you might not expect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like, <clears throat> the hardest part of this whole deconstruction journey, and I feel like for me it started a few years ago, but the past year maybe it's really been, like, I feel like I got over the hump of, like, anxiety and fear mm -hmm. and finally went mm -hmm. on the journey all in this year, and it's been, like, so freeing and amazing. But um, the hardest part for me was I've always been, like, you read your Bible every day. I have read my Bible almost every day of my life and I'm 35 years old. Like even before I could read, my mom wow. read the Bible wow. to us at the table at breakfast and we'd have That's family intense. Bible time at night. So like I'm no stranger to the Bible. I'm no Bible scholar, but like mm -hmm. I've read it through multiple times all the way through and like I know my Bible. And 
The hardest part for me was saying every time I read my Bible for a few years now, I get so angry and I just mm -hmm. feel like mm -hmm. I cannot engage with it. I just feel angry. I feel disconnected mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. God. It feels mm -hmm. like a chore, but even more than that, there's this sense of like something is wrong welling up inside me and I couldn't take it anymore. And I finally said, you know what? I'm going to let go of that expectation. I, I heard somebody say once like, God's when we think of like what does God expect of us you have to think globally so mm -hmm. like people can be Christians even when they don't have a Bible <laughs> and I thought that was an interesting perspective mm -hmm. but I was like you know what I am going to stop reading my Bible for a little while because I'm so angry and I'm so tired and I have no time to myself with my little girls right mm -hmm. now and it ended up I hesitated to share this I said to James should I even share this but it ended up being so powerful. So for there were maybe like three months when I barely read my Bible and I read other books about the stories in the Bible from a different perspective. And I listened to sermons from a different mm -hmm. perspective, like from Steve Doherty, who was, um, was on the podcast or, um, the guy, oh, I just forgot his name, Josh Butler, Butler. Yeah. like his stuff. And it was like, a different perspective than I'd come away with growing up. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember them saying things like, oh, this isn't even in the Bible. And I was like, yes, it is. I remember one night, like reading halfway through Romans on my phone while nursing my daughter. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been reading Romans wrong all this time. Like I've been reading from a certain lens from growing up. And like, I didn't know I was doing that. I would have said, mm -hmm. I don't have a lens mm -hmm. on when I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like I'm reading it for what it is. Guys, mm -hmm. nobody reads the Bible just for what it is. First off, because it's translated and written in a different culture and language, but also just like we all have a lens. We all have stuff we read into it without realizing it. And so um, I would, you know, it was almost like learning intuitive eating where I'd just like, some days I'd be like, I just need to pick up the Bible and I'd read a Psalm or two. Um, but for the most mm -hmm. part, I didn't really mm -hmm. read it for its mm -hmm. like itself for a while. And now I'm starting to come back to it and be hungry for it. And I'm no longer feeling angry by it. Instead, I'm feeling like this is life again. And I was telling James mm -hmm. that, and he said, oh, it's kind of like me and the French horn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to play French horn growing up, and I, I haven't played for years. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons, and I, I would like to play again, but I, I sort of learned how to play it wrong. Instead of playing, like, straight, I play crooked. And so, like, it doesn't sound, like, quite right. And even though I'm, like, taking, I, I would, like, I've, like, I go to play it and, like, I'm trying to, like, do it the right way. But then all of a sudden, like, my muscle memory from, mm. like, all those years of practicing as a kid kicks in. And I'm, like, shoot. Yeah. How? I, I'm going to need to relearn this. Mm. I just can't, like, you know, play it a different way. Yeah. So it's, like. Like I mean, daunting. it's yeah. I I had no idea you were like read the Bible every day so much. Like that's you intense. You did that too, though. Not like that though. Like mm. like for me, like I reading the Bible is like eating. Like mm. and and like, but it hasn't always been that way. A lot of times it was very like discipline driven. But Mine now it's was, to the yeah. point where it's like wow. Like this is like this is like like my coffee in the morning mm. like this is giving me life yeah. like it's just like yeah. I do it because I want to like that's how I connect with God that's kind of how um, I'm going into it now is like I only read it when I'm like this would be life mm, and it's like mm -hmm. and it is like I've had to like unlearn my way of reading it and re start to relearn it in a new way and it is mm -hmm. coming alive to me in like a new way and bringing life yeah, again and like awesome. 
but yeah, but it was like very scary for me to say, I'm going to just mm-hmm. stop reading it mm-hmm. for a few months. Yeah. I mean, and this is, and I hesitate to say this, that because yeah. I don't want to sound yeah. like I don't value the Bible. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I love that I had that experience mm-hmm. of knowing it. Cause like mm-hmm. really learning your Bible is like learning a language and the younger you can do that, the better. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. I think like, I'm so grateful for that. And I think everyone should be, should have the opportunity. I know it's mm-hmm. a privilege in our culture to be able to read and to have a Bible, but like, I, I want everyone to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to sound like I don't mm-hmm. value the Bible. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think we do this all the time. Like if you're interested in healthy eating, you just don't like eat the food you thought you were healthy when that you thought was healthy when you were 13, mm-hmm. or you just don't like do the exercises that you thought were good when you were mm-hmm. 14. Yeah. And so like it's I I think that this whole process has helped us realize oh, you know, there was a lot that we just learned when we were adolescents that mm-hmm. was maybe just not as like not as healthy or real yeah. or yeah, or that just needs to change. Yeah. And you were saying too like for a while you almost felt like it was a personal um attack when people would talk about stuff in deconstruction. Weren't you saying that about like, these oh, are my people? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think, you know, it's, it's tough, especially with social media and with how politicized Christianity has mm-hmm. become. It's very easy to say like, so-and-so is so bad. And mm-hmm. like, so you might see like a criticism, like, um, like, like I'll give you an example. So like, like, uh, what's his name? Sean Fucht. Oh Yeah. Who, like, he does some things that I think, I, I mean, I hope he loves Jesus. I, be, I believe he does. But he, he does some things that I think are, like, really crazy. And, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people will be criticizing, like, can you believe that Sean Fucht is, like, having this rally and, like, potentially mm-hmm. spreading COVID? Mm-hmm. And, like, even though I think, like, gee, Sean, that's probably, like, in the height of COVID, you're having, you're, like, encouraging people to be maskless. Even though I think, gee, Sean, that, that's probably not wise. That's probably not like a great way to show Christ's love. Once I see all these people bashing him, like, Mm. does this person even think he's a Christian? Like, it's just such, it's so much Mm. like a sledgehammer. I'm like, well, I I feel like now I need to defend Sean because these people are just coming (laughs) at him too strong. Mm. And, um, I don't know that that really, that only captures like one facet of how I feel, but all Mm. that to say, like, I was not like, there's nothing I would see on social media where I'd be like, wow, that person has really encapsulated how I feel. Mm. It's all like, eh, these people are just too critical. Mm. Like, I just, I don't, I don't resonate with that. And I feel like, I, I think a lot of times I thought like, they're, they're picking fights where fights don't mm. need to be picked. But I think what I've started to realize now is just because you don't agree with what someone says should be happening doesn't mean you can't say, yeah, you know what? What Sean was doing, that wasn't a good choice. And it's okay to be critical of Sean's choice without saying, like, you know. Here's the only solution. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, like, Sean is a terrible person and, like, Mm -hmm. no one should ever, like, he's not a Christian. Like, it's, it's just... If I'm, you know, I'm just getting more comfortable just resisting the broad brush. Mm. Like, I'm just not going to, you know, try to solve all the world's problems myself. Mm -hmm. I'm focused much more on me and how I can show God's love to the people that God's put in my life. Mm. And, you know, I I don't need to have 
um, an answer for a lot of these, a lot of things. But, you know, I think it is, it, it's allowed me to appreciate, you know, especially when it comes to, um, like the role of race in America mm-hmm. is to appreciate, wow, there was a lot of awful things that happened in America. And a lot of churches were like, yeah, this is normal. No big mm-hmm. deal. The Bible talks about slavery. And, you know, we can say, hey, that was wrong. Churches mm-hmm. and Christians should not have done that. We were wrong. And we can say that because our identity is that Jesus has forgiven us for all the Mm. things we've done wrong. Not that like we're these great people who are morally superior or, Mm. um, you know, if we admit that we've done something wrong, then everything that it calls into question, everything we do, that's just not true. Mm. That's more of like a Republicans versus Democrat kind of mentality where Mm. no one will ever admit they were ever wrong because Mm. then it would call into question everything they stand for. Like I just, Mm. I, I've, I've, I feel like this process has allowed me to step back even further from there and just like appreciate things for what they are. Mm. So I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm just kind of rambling. Takes humility to do that too. So I guess maybe, maybe final question is, so do you still feel afraid that I'm going to leave the faith? No, no. Not I mean, to put I, you I on think. The spot. <laughs> yeah, do I you mean, still I have definitely. Catastrophized, catas. No, I don't have a catastrophic thoughts. Oh, that's good. About like you ending up in the sort of like spiritual la la land. I mean, I think what always encouraged me is. You know, at the end of the day, being a Christian is about having a personal relationship with Jesus. There's a lot of other things that a lot of like come with that. But at the end of the day, I knew that Tiffany had a real relationship with Jesus. And that isn't just going to evaporate. Mm. Like it's, it's real. Like, and if you're, if you're walking with Jesus, the place where you're, you're going to end up, Mm. you know, you're going to stay with Jesus. And I think you're going to end up in a, in a good place. Mm. So yeah, so I guess I'm not. I'm not concerned. <laughs> it's okay if you are. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not leaving the faith. That's that's part of the thing too. Is like there's so many layers. Like it's not just like it always looks this way for everybody who deconstructs. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are not deconstructing kind of make it this all or nothing thing. Like you are all in evangelical American Christianity or like you're want to sin and you're leaving for the devil, you know? And like, that's Mm. just not true. There's just so many ways this can go. And again, through this whole season, we're looking at the fruit and like the fruit is like road signs. It's like, gives you an idea. Like, am I headed on a good path? Mm -hmm, Like, is this the uh fruit that God brings Uh Or not. Like he said, a fig tree can, or what is it? This tree cannot grow this fruit. Like a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. And that's not to say that there's not more nuance to it. But, you know, when I see like life and freedom and like joy and peace and love coming in my life and humility, I'm like, this is good fruit that's coming from this process. And that encourages me to say, keep Mm. with it. Like God's doing good stuff here. So yeah. Is there anything else we want to say? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, that's what it's been like for us. And we would love to hear your journey down in the comments. Thank you for taking this journey with us this season of the podcast. It has been an honor to share it with you and we might be back again for a season three. I'm thinking maybe deconstructing relationships down the road. We'll see. going to take a break for a while. Play with ideas. Love you guys. Bye.